Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. And please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to have you join us in person at 10 a.m. this Sunday at Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can also connect with us online at frbc.com. Thanks again for checking us out and enjoy the episode. Psalm 111 and uh, talking through really just the different uh, things that we should be focusing on during this time. And so last week we said it was tis the season for thanks. And uh, I really try to uh, take this time of year and bring in both Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so today we're going to be talking about tis the season for praise or tis the season of praise. Now let me uh, talk to you for just a second, okay? Thanksgiving is something to where we always talk about, oh, this is a time of praise, it's a time of thanks, and, and, and it should be, and it is, and many of you probably did something of that sort, uh, maybe as you gathered around the table with your family, uh, hopefully you said a word of prayer, or maybe you got to share a blessing, or um, our, children, our kids woke up one day. I don't remember what day it was, but they were they were fighting and they were arguing about something. And I said, ah, da, 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 da. I was like, it's Thanksgiving. I was, and Braxton goes, yeah, Dad, we know. And I was like, okay, give something you're thankful for. And he's like, <laughs> he always, what's Trey Kennedy's thing? Middle school Mitch, like, Dad. All right. And, and so he, which I mean, he's eight, so he's getting a little head start on being a middle schooler. Um, but anyway, so he was like, Dad, are you serious? Like, what do I what do I have to tell you? I'm like, give me something you're thankful for. And he was like, um, um my house and I was like okay good job and I, and uh I was and Baylor goes no no like before I even could say no I don't want and I was like Baylor one thing that you're thankful for and so we went around and Lauren was the spiritual one she said salvation so she wins she won the prize right but uh <laughs> anyways and Blakely she didn't have anything she was thankful for um so anyway well we were we were talking about and so you try to do something like that and you try to focus on it but it's amazing to me how intertwined praise is to not only Thanksgiving, but also the Christmas story. And when we talk about praise, and when we talk about being thankful, at its root, what we are looking for as Christians is a praise and a thankfulness to God for who He is and to, for what He's done. And Psalm 111 is really a beautiful passage that breaks that down. And so I want to really give you three thoughts on praise from Psalm 11. We're going to go ahead and take the time to read down through the whole psalm because I think it's important. But the Bible says this. It says, Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation, the works of the Lord are great. Sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. He hath showed His people the power of His works, that He may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of His hands are verity and judgment. All His commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto His people. He hath commanded His covenant forever. Holy and reverend is His name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
a good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. I want you to go back up and look at verse number one. It says, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. And then skip down to verse number 10. The the last phrase is his praise endureth forever. I want us to spend a couple minutes talking about tis the season of praise. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to help us. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, we thank you for just your goodness and your kindness. As I read through this passage, even though it was not written to us, Lord, it was written to your, your people and to your children. God, there's so many things that are true for us even today. You've been so kind to us. You've shown compassion. Lord, you've been, you've, your commandments are tr- still true and sure. And so, God, I ask you to help us today to apply your word to our lives, and may we be a people of praise. Lord, may we be a group of Christians and a group of young adults who are thankful and who give you praise for the things that you have done in our lives. Lord, I pray that you give me the words to say. In your name we pray. Amen. As I have uh, gotten a little bit older and uh, maybe learned a little bit more in ministry and even had my own kids and been married for uh, 10 years now, um, one of the things that I have begun to realize is that praise brings something out of people. Praise brings something out of a child when you look at them and you can try to discipline them into into being what you want them to be but sometimes the greatest form of correction is not finding everything that they are doing wrong but finding something that they are doing right uh, if you work in a uh, a professional environment or uh, at your place of work what you begin to realize is that you can have a boss who will stand there and micromanage and criticize every little movement that you make. But then there's also a type of boss who will sit there and maybe not criticize every movement that you make, but that will be quick to praise you for something. One of the statements that I've made before to our staff and to people on our staff is that I promise you that I can get more accomplished by showing grace and praise than I can by showing law and judgment. And I believe that God is the same way. God gets more out of us, not that that's necessarily something that he wants, but it is something that he is deserving of. God gets more from us and more out of us through praise and through grace than he ever does law and judgment. And that's exactly why he sent his son to die on a cross. Now, for us as Christians, what we must step back and see is that praise is something that is very natural. Praise is something that occurs in the life of most people. Praise is something that, please listen to this, praise is something that we often like to receive, but that we also like to give. You may not recognize that right away, but if you walk into work tomorrow or you walk into maybe a classroom setting uh, tomorrow or you walk into maybe your family or your dad or your mom or your, your siblings or your spouse or whatever, if you walk in and you praise them, I can promise you this, that it has a different feeling in the room that you did not know, that you might not have even recognized makes you feel better about even yourself. It makes you feel better about the situation. It makes you feel better about the relationship. Why? Because praise brings something out of us. Praise is not only something that we like to give, but we all would probably agree that we like to receive it too. 
You get something from maybe a friend like, hey, thank you so much for being there for me during this difficult time. You maybe get a note of thanks for, thank you for doing this. You have, you have a boss that comes up to you and says, hey, I want you to know that I saw you and I, I saw you doing this and thank you for going the extra mile and thank you for handling that situation in the way that you, we enjoy praise. But during a time like this, during this season, we talk a lot about praise, but what we fail to often see is that, they, that the child of God should be a person of praise. Praise is not something, and I want you to listen to this, praise is not something that should be sporadic, but should be consistent. I heard someone say that the other day that if you do something rarely, it's a mistake. If you do something often, it's a practice. If you do something consistently, it's a habit. I want to repeat that to you because I think it's important. If you do something rarely, it's a mistake, okay? If just this week you're like, oh, I'm really going to praise God, you just made a mistake of praise. Like that was just, it was just a, a sheer accident circumstance, okay? But if you do something, oh, yeah, I'm going to, oh, you know what, I should, probably, I should probably praise God, and so maybe next month I'll praise him, okay? then all you have is you have the practice of praise. So you're, you're doing it, but it's not very consistent. But if you have a consistent time where you are praising, some, praising your Savior or praising someone else, that becomes a habit of praise. And God does not call us to just uh, maybe sporadic <laughs> praise. God is not a God who's deserving of even just occasional praise, the practice of praise. God is a God who is deserving of a habit of praise. And in Psalm 111, I love this passage because right at the beginning, it gives you a command. And the first thing that I want you to see regarding praise and how we can become a people of praise and develop the habit of praise is this, is that praise is commanded. Praise is commanded. This is a direct command in Scripture. He says, praise ye the Lord. We would refer to that in our English language as a sentence that has a command to it. What, would we, what, would, what is that called? An English major's imperative. Thank you. All right. An imperative sentence. It's not a question. It's not a statement. Okay. It is a command, meaning this. Praise ye the Lord. It is something you is the, is the subject of the sentence, right? We all remember taking the little, little parentheses things and putting them around you and having to underline your sentence and then double underline your verb, all right? If you didn't do that, then you're probably better off for it. I don't know what good it did in, your, in my life, but anyways, we did it, all right? But you remember that, right? So if this says, praise ye the Lord, then what we must understand is that this is a command that we have been given, so please watch this. A command will either fall into two different categories in your life. You will either be obedient to the command or disobedient to the command. And so sometimes when we look, when we look at this idea of praise, it's like, eh, well, that's kinda, I can kind of leave it or take it. I don't have to do it. You are either living in obedience to praise or disobedience to praise. And so the question is not, okay, should I give God praise? Absolutely. There is a command, but I want you to notice, secondly, that not only is praise commanded, but I want you to see this, is that praise is a choice. I want you to look at this sentence. I love this. He says, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. 
I want you to see that not only is praise a choice, but please listen to this. The level of praise that you give God is also a choice. He does not say, praise ye the Lord. Yeah, I'm going to do that. No, he says, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Do you want to know one of the greatest dangers I believe that American Christians are facing right now? Especially the generation who sits in this room. I believe the greatest danger that we are facing is that we don't have to give God everything yet. We can simply just give Him a little bit of our praise and it's enough to make us look better than those who are not. We can just surrender to God a little bit of our lives and it makes us look better than those who are not. And sometimes as a Christian, I have these, these visuals that sometimes I, I, I see in my own life. If Jesus Christ is all the way over here and he is who we are called to become like, okay? We are called to be formed into the image of his, of our, of his son, Jesus Christ. Sadly, too many Christians, if we were lining up, and not that God would ever do this, but if we were lining up the, the most Christ-like Christian to the least Christ-like Christian in all of the world, do you know what many Americans and what many Christians have a tendency to do? Is we have a tendency to say, well, I'm making this decision and look at all of the people behind me. Look, look at everyone that I'm better than, rather than saying, no, look at how far I fall short. When Jesus Christ is the goal, the goal is not to be better than everybody else. The goal is to become like Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how many, many you're ahead of. It matters how short you still are falling. And that's not a discouraging phrase. I don't want you to wake up and like, oh my goodness, I'm not Christ-like. No, the point of that is so that you step back and that you see that this is a choice. I have more that I can give to the Lord. I have more praise that I can offer. I have more things that I need to surrender in my life. I have more obedience that I need to live in. I have all of these things that I can do differently to make me become more Christ-like. And yet, sadly for many, what we end up doing is we end up saying, well, I'm giving more praise than the person over here who, who isn't going to church. I'm giving more praise to the person over here who sits in church with their arms crossed. And I'm giving more praise than this person. So obviously I'm doing, that's not, the, the goal is not others. The goal is not competition. The goal is Christ-likeness. And when we talk about praise being a choice, please listen to this. You can wake up tomorrow morning and say, well, I'm going to praise the Lord. But you can have something that comes into your life tomorrow afternoon. And you step back and you say, well, I'm not going to praise the Lord for that. I'm not going to praise the Lord for sickness in my family. I'm not going to praise the Lord for some sort of financial trial. I'm not going to praise the Lord that I lost my job. Okay, then please listen. You might have made the right choice that morning. But the truth is, is that praise has not become a habit because you have not surrendered everything to it. And he says, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. I won't take the time to mention the name of the family in our church, but I was just right before I came up here. There's a man in our church, family in our church, faithful. Um, and the Lord is kind of 
probably testing them. I don't know if it's the Lord. Just their house has uh, been in disarray, and um, it's something that I don't know that even uh, too many people know about, and they've had some damage to their home. And I was just hearing him talk about it down in the coffee room to someone else. And he was talking about, like, yeah, we got this going on, we got this going on, and we don't know when we'll get to move back into our house. We don't, like, we're just out of sorts, we're out of routine. Like, we've got, all, he's like, I'm looking forward to it. And literally, in the same breath as giving all of these problems, he said, but here's the one thing that we know, is we know that God is in control and that he's working out things for our good. Now, I, obviously, there are moments where our flesh shows up, okay? There's moments where it's like, okay, this is dumb, I'm, I'm out, like, right? We all feel that. And sometimes it's easy to put on our church face and our church phrase like, well, God's working out everything. But you know what I firmly believe is that as I've stepped back and I've watched that family, they haven't stopped being joyful. They haven't stopped serving. In fact, I think that it's freed them up to serve more. Their attitude and their demeanor is not, oh my goodness, we're going through a trial. We're going through a difficulty. There's still joy, there's still trust, there's still praise that comes from their life and from their family. Why? Because praise is a choice. But also, praise to the, the level of praise is a choice as well. And there are some of you that you say, well, check, I'm praising the Lord. Okay. The follow-up question to that is to what level are you praising the Lord? Are you simply praising him for your blessings or are you also praising him for your burdens? And then the last thing that I want you to see is this, is that praise is contingent. Praise is contingent. I want you to take your Bible and flip over to verse number 10. He says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Do you want to know the contingency of praising a child or a coworker or a friend or a family member? The contingency is that you must recognize something that they need to be praised for, right? If I walk into my son's room and I just say, Braxton, you're a good kid, that might make him feel pretty good. If I walk into my wife and some of my, this is dumb, okay, I'll give you a marriage secret, all right? But sometimes I'll pat my wife on the back and I'll say, Lauren Norris, you're a good woman, okay? The truth is, is that that's just, that's empty praise, all right? That, that's me being a dork, all right? And, and saying, Lauren Norris, you're a good woman. And, she's, and she'll just normally laugh and say, huh, thanks, <laughs> like, all right? But you know what means more to her and to my family and to my children and to coworkers? is when I can say, Lauren Norris, I don't say Lauren Norris, I don't always address her first and last name, all right? So <laughs> we're very proper around our place, all right? But if I can look at her and I can say, thank you for you fill in the blank, or what you did here was a huge help to me. I'm thankful for that. If I can look at Braxton and I can say, wow, Braxton, you did a great job cleaning your room. Just today, Baylor is normally... Uh, our least responsive child, all right? Like she, and so just today, Baylor, Lauren called in. She was like, Baylor, come here. It's not like I got your breakfast laid out for you. And Baylor goes, okay, I'm coming. And I like peeked out of the bathroom window. I was like, good job, baby. Because normally it's like, Baylor, your breakfast is ready. Earth to Baylor, your breakfast is ready, all right? 
But like, she, was, she was responsive, and she, okay, I'm coming. And I had this sweet spirit. I was like, good job, baby. And she, she went, hmm, like, like, I got it right. <laughs> but praise is contingent upon us recognizing what is happening. And too many times we just kind of float through life. Oh, God's so good to me. That's a great phrase, okay? That, that's, that is something that I believe that we need to say more often. But sometimes isn't it interesting that we come to church and we sing about God is good or we sing about what he's done like we just sang, praise him, praise him, joy to the world. And I promise you this, that if someone flipped the microphone on us and said, what, it, what has he done in your life? Okay, I'm not going to make fun of our spiritual talk last week, all right? But uh, salvation. Okay, number two. Uh, 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 hold on, I wasn't ready yet, okay? For most of us, we are so oblivious to the goodness of God. We're, we're so, we so just kind of glaze over it. Oh, God's good. And praise is contingent upon us recognizing what God has done. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that I serve a God who is providential. And if you read through Psalm 111, it's so amazing to me that he says, Praise ye the Lord. This is a command. And he follows it up and he, he says, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. I'm going to make a choice. And he goes into even practicing it. He talks about that the, his works will be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He, hath meat unto, he has given meat unto them that fear him. You can go down through the list here. He gives all of these reasons of why he's praising the Lord. And he says this, his praise endureth forever. God will receive praise one way or the other, just like what we talked about last week. The question is, will he receive it from you? And here's my challenge to you. I understand Thanksgiving is in the rearview mirror of, of our calendar, okay? I understand that on Tuesday night we had our praise service, so you can now check that off your list, okay? We've moved on to Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Broke Wednesday, okay? That's where we're at right now in our calendar as Americans, okay? But if we would begin to build a habit of praise and say, God, today I'm choosing to praise you. It may mean that thing that is frustrating you at work, does, please listen to this, does not need to be solved but needs to be praised. That thing that might be going on in your home is not a situation that needs to be resolved as much as it is a problem that you need to praise God for in that moment. You can go through a list of things, and I can promise you this, that for most of us, our praise was very shallow, even on a week that called us to praise and thank God. But praise is something that is commanded. Praise is something that is a choice. 
But praise is also something that is contingent upon you recognizing what God has done. And I can assure you of this, not all of them are going to be these big, beautiful, pretty things, okay? Oh, I'm thankful that God gave me a 2022 Chevy Silverado with Bluetooth speakers. and all. Okay, that's not how it always works. Some of you may need to be praising God for your 1989 Chevy Impreza. Okay, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Praise is something that requires us to see what God has done. And if you're sitting here and you say, well, I don't really know what to praise God for. It could very well be that it's not because God hasn't done anything. It's because you have not taken the time to look for it. And in this season and in this moment where we get a lot of things, okay? You're going to get gifts, and that's great. You're going to give gifts, and that's great. You're going to receive praise. Isn't it funny that how during Christmas, like no one gets fired during Christmas. At least I hope you don't, all right? You get your big Christmas bonus, you get to go to a Christmas party, and in January is when they tell you, hey, you stink at your job, all right? But everybody's kind of, oh, boy, we're so thankful to have you on the team. We're so thankful to have you here. Blah, blah, blah. All right, everybody's thankful for everything right now, all right? But in this moment and in this season, what if we began to build the habit of praise rather than just every now and then giving God his due? What if we as a people said, God, I know that you are working. Here's where I've seen you do something in my life. I can promise you this. The same way that praise changes the way that you feel when you walk into a room. Changes the way that you interact with someone else. Changes the way that you get an opportunity to lead someone. Changes the way that you view a relationship. The same way that praise in our human relationships changes things is the same way that praise in our relationship with our Heavenly Father changes things. When we become creatures and habits of praise, it is in that moment that I believe we will begin to see the evidence of God's goodness and his blessings that have been there all along, but that we have failed to praise him for. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you right now, I know some of you need to slip out, but in the quietness of this moment, what's one thing that you're going to praise God for? Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. Remember to take a moment to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and tell others about this content. Remember, we would love to have you be our guest in person this Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can connect with us online at frbc.com and we look forward to seeing you again soon.